This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. What is Chalkboard Chat? It's an MPB education podcast. It's a variety show providing information and resources for teachers, students, parents, guardians, and everyday people on various topics. It's learning something new with every publication. Chalkboard Chat. Find the podcast or listen from chalkboardchat.mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood along with traveling partners Jay White and Kamel King with us in Mississippi. Can't get it out, Kamel. Get it out. That's because you got that new hairstyle. Because you're looking good. Thank you. With Visit Mississippi, we're traveling the state, letting you know about the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're kicking off Halloween festivities at Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation's 2022 Trunk or Treat on October 29th in Coldwater with Executive Director Debbie Crum before heading to the fifth annual Trunk or Treat on Summit Street in Macomb with event organizer Cody. And our last stop of the Day will take our taste buds on a ride at the 2022 Bank Plus Red Beans and Rice Festival, benefiting Stewpot in Jackson with event chair Clint Hickman. Now, before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners, Jay White and Kamel King, to the show. Hey, Kamel. Well, hello, hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. What you got up for this Halloween? I don't celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I'm such a stick in the mud, I know. My daughter was like, uh, well, her mom was like, so did you pick up her costume? I said, now you know I don't mess with that. What? You won't even pick up the baby's costume? I ain't picking up nothing. Oh, Camille. Look, she get she get Halloween candy and costumes every other day of the week. Not that day. She gets so costumes you. every other day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> if she gets that many costumes, I wouldn't doubt that you wouldn't pick up a costume for her. Exactly. But no, no. Uh, uh, this weekend, actually, I'll, uh, uh, she'll be with her mom out of town, so I will be in Pontotoc, Mississippi. So we we can talk about that. That's what I'll be doing the Halloween weekend. I'm I want to talk about that, but I also want to go back to the fact that one your daughter is adorable. Oh, thank you. I've seen her before. <laughs> so two, if if she was my daughter, I and I was Kamel King, I would want to wear matching Halloween outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a setup. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to say that because she is so adorable. I saw the pictures online. Oh, man, so. that's my heart right there. Smart little adorable girl who yeah. whose daddy doesn't want to dress up with her for Halloween. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm, I'm available for everything else. <laughs> so before we get into our first trip, tell me about the Pontotoc. Am I saying that? Did I yeah, pronounce that right? Yeah. Okay, uh, tell well, me about well, that. Well, first, uh, uh, hey, Jermaine. Hey, Camille. Hey, Jay. Jay, get it right, baby. Hey, man. <laughs> You're slowing up progress. Sorry, that's my bad. I'm trying to build something in here. Jay is, he's a man. on your own time. Right, he's right. a man that wears many hats. It doesn't <laughs> But yeah, what's but, going on? Yeah, so uh, actually yesterday we had a wonderful Mississippi Blues Trail unveiling uh, for the city of Clinton for Clinton Blues, uh, which we honored the... Famous and infamous mm-hmm. Eddie Cotton Jr., okay. uh, Jerika Singleton, and also Sterling Plump. Uh, so I remember that one. Yeah. I remember seeing Sterling come through my my eyes, my radar. So. Yes. Oh my God, man! To hear him speak was like uh, 
hearing somebody speak a book of poetry. Right. I mean, he's he's that deep. Right. You know? Right. Uh, he, he's he's not just a musician, but he's a poet, a writer, a professor, a uh, published author. I mean, the man is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, it was great. Uh, Mayor Phil Fisher was awesome. Marsha Barnum uh, from the city of Clinton, uh, Chamber of Commerce and, and visitors. So it was, a, I mean, it was packed. Right. Great weather. So we honored the city of Clinton and their contribution to uh, Mississippi Blues. Right. And then on this Saturday in Pontotoc, Mississippi, we will be memorializing uh, uh, Jim Weatherly, which we unveiled his at the Tulsa Ole Miss game during halftime mm-hmm. because he was a star quarterback uh, at Ole Miss before he had to make a decision on football or music, and he became a Musician. you know yeah multi Grammy award winning songwriter. Uh, but now we will we will erect it uh, permanently in his hometown of Pontotoc tomorrow at the community center where he got his start. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we'll be doing that tomorrow. You're literally events on go all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to all of those people yes. all the way from Clinton to Pontotoc. Yes. Country Music Trail Marker and a Blues Trail Marker this week. Yep. Right. Congratulations mm-hmm. to them. Come on now mm-hmm. then. Come on now then with that. So let's go ahead and jump into our first stop of the day. You ready for this even though you don't celebrate? Oh, I'm all about it. Let's do it. <laughs> our first stop of the day takes us to cold water. Mississippi during Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation's 2022 Trunk or Treat that's going to be happening tomorrow, October 29th from 3 until 6 p.m. Um, and she is going to have to correct me on this. Miss Debbie, I'm about to chop this up. Arca Butler. Come on, get it right. Arca now. Butler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. At the Arca Butler Campgrounds, and she is here to tell us more about it. Miss Debbie Crum, um, she is the executive director of Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation. Welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited, and I am going to change your mind about Halloween, Mr. Sir. Oh, come on with it. <laughs> this, I, her spin on Halloween may make you want to actually kind of get into a little festivities. Well, look, I love Mississippi wildlife and rehabilitation. I, I really want to work, right. work with animals. Right, so yeah, right. That's how you'll get me. Debbie, tell me all about what you do at um, MWR. We'll shorten it for a minute. Ah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> we shorten it, too. So. Um, at MWR, we are a, a federally and state-permitted rehabilitation center for native, federally protected animals. So hawks, owls, uh, medical care for bald eagles, um, songbirds, turtles, and even some snakes. Uh, and what we do is we get them in and we try to get them back going so they can return back out into the wild where we where they belong. Uh, one of the other things that we are super important uh, to us is uh, education. So we are trying to make sure that we can get our kids outside and off those darn phones right. and screens. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Debbie, out of all of the animals that you work with, which ones can you, you know, over the time that you are rehabbing them and nursing them back to health, 
which ones can you form like real relationship with? Like, do owls have a personal? Rela- I I, I want to say like owls kind of you can get to know them a little bit. I don't know about hawks. <laughs> hawks, I think, like, well, scratch your face out. Camilla's going to have a conversation with an owl later on yeah, this evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I want to watch you try to have a conversation with an owl. That, that'll me be a good too, one. Me too, Debbie. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and, you know, they, they, we try to keep them wild. We try not to do is, you know, the, the limited amount of human interaction. But when we get them in, they're usually hurt pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And you you can see some level of, um, I'm going to call it appreciation. appreciation. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, but when we get one, and just for example, I've gotten three owls in this morning that have been hit by vehicles. One of them was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And when I was, you know, had a hold of them, you know, they look at you. And when they look at you, you can kind of see the thank you. You know, mm-hmm. just help me go or, you know, get me back going again so I can go out and terrorize the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> I love the so, way you put that. <laughs> They are wild. You know, they, they are wild. Yeah, you know, there's lots of protocols that we have to follow, and there's lots of rules for good reason, of course, because they're wild animals, and they can hurt, you know, they can hurt people. If, you know, if people try to go ahead and grab them and hold them, they're not pets, and they're not yeah. designed to be. Um, but, you know, when we see them, and like I said, we, I can, you know, with owls, I think owls and hawks have been the ones that I have been able to more I'm gonna say relate with, but um, you can kind of you can kind of feel a little bit of their pain, and and they don't just come right out and you know they can't tell you what's going on. So just by looking at them, they I think that they give a little bit of feeling to you. I know that you're really not. You know, they don't have emotions per se, but hey, how do we know? They can't tell us. <laughs> well, Debbie, right. I know because one of my many hats that I wear, Debbie, if you ever want to bring me in as a part time, you know, analyst or mm. advisor mm. is animal whisperer. Okay. Okay, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those talents that I don't tout about that much, but. Just let me know if you need me to come communicate a little bit. Yes. Absolutely. Owls are his specialty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, tell me a little bit about, though, what made you want to merge your passion for rehabilitating animals and trunk or treat for Halloween? Like, mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we do, you know, the, the animals, everyone loves animals especially the, the children um, and, you know, adults too. But with the trunk or treat, we are able to get the community in. It's a free event for the community. And we set up in our trunk or treat an area for our education ambassadors. And this is where the education comes into play. We have several education species. Um, we have a red-shouldered hawk. We have a barred owl, a screech owl, a barn owl, and we bring those out, and people are able to come in, and they're able to see them up close and and ask questions and learn about that why they're good for our environment and our ecosystem. And so what we wanted to do was give an outlet for the community to be able to come in, have some fun, also support our local businesses, because uh, Mississippi Wildlife is a nonprofit, a 501c3, so these local businesses do support our organization. So what we wanted to do in turn for them was to provide them a place to come set up at, at no charge, promote their business to show the community, hey, we support you and we support your families and hand out candy and, and 
little trinkets and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, get the kids outside and see the enjoyment that they can have playing in the dirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's get dirty. Okay. Okay, Felder. I'm telling you. Let's get, let's get dirty, you know, and it's not just animals, you know, for, for that. It's also, you know, um, the, the nature itself, the trees, the trails, you know, what what's out there for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had an event just last week where we did a spooky fossil dig where um, some bones, we buried bones in a huge little area and mm-hmm. I had a group of kids come out and they were, you know, little paleontologists trying to dig for bones and those <laughs> kids stayed out there for hours. Right. Wow. Especially when you t- you put the word spooky on bones, they're digging. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're all over it. They're but the digging. trunk or treat was just a, a good way for us to get the community together to have fun and learn at the same time. Right. How many years have you been, been hosting it? Uh, this will be our third year hosting it. Um, I started it when I became the executive director three years ago um, as a kind of like a fundraiser to try to get some things going for us. But it got so big so fast that we just realized, hey, you know, we need to do this for the community. And so last year we had approximately, well, I'll say we lost count at 3,000 kids. Oh, wow. That is awesome. I mean, this is bringing in some, 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 some people here. Yes, indeed. Right, right. Yes, it is bringing in a lot. So we've had to move it every year. Not far, but we've had to move it just to get more space because the, it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, and we cap it right now at 100 trunks uh, where it's just a huge area for those trunks to go in. And, and let me tell you, these businesses... Mississippi shows up and shows out I know when it comes it. to That's these great. things. I know it. They build many haunted houses. I mean, it is, you had to walk through it to get your candy. I mean, they Aww. go crazy, and it is a ton of fun. That sounds so good. I love it. And then two two things. I was going to say, you know, wildlife kind of goes hand in hand with, with Halloween a little bit. You've got your owls. You've got like your your falcons and stuff like that, spiders, bones. So predatorial, I uh, <laughs> birds. Right. So I can see how the marriage how the marriage really does um, work for you all out there. And then two, I I can already tell why you're banking um, and booking so many people to come out. One, I know everybody's going into the whole trunk or treat vibe to make sure that the kids can get out during Halloween and be mm-hmm. safe. Um, and then two, you're, you're, you're coupling that with education and preserve, uh, preservation um, um, knowledge. So I don't doubt that you're getting all these people out there to, to join in with you all in cold water. Yeah. It's super exciting. We, it's one of our favorite events of the year. My whole team dresses up as a uh, Harry Potter cast and characters with our owls so the kids absolutely go crazy for that this is some good stuff well debbie i'd love to learn about you how did you know your matriculation to being the executive director and where did you start and where did your interest start that you know spiked you getting into this career well um actually it's you know i worked as a a vet assistant for a couple years when i was uh, probably about six 16 to 19 around in there um and i i did love animals um i didn't at that point know that wildlife was going to be it 
Uh, fast forward 15 years later, I started volunteering with Mississippi Wildlife, just rehabbing ducks. Mm. That's it. And I saw what a difference I could make with not only the animals, but the children. Mm -hmm. And to teach a little bit of compassion and to be able to help something or someone that can't help themselves Mm -hmm. and can't speak for themselves. Um, So, you know, I was always an advocate because I don't want anything to suffer. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of our, our passions is keeping things from suffering. So whether that means... Uh, rehabbing and going back to the wild, or unfortunately, sometimes it results in euthanization. But if that's what's best for the bird and they no longer will suffer, then hey, that's that's what we're going to do. So we provide relief from suffering. So when I started out with ducks, and then it just kind of morphed into doing birds and then raptors, and then I ended up with my own um, permits from U.S. Fish and Wildlife in the state of Mississippi, and Last year, they appointed me the executive director, and we have just made it blow up because of education and involving the community. Right. Wow. Good passion. I love it. Yes, indeed. I love it. I love it. It's all volunteer. I work full-time, too, so this is... Uh, I do another job full time, and this is what? all volunteer. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! I love it, Debbie. I love it. Let's get into before you get going a little bit about some of the um, the things that y'all have going on out there at the Trunk or Treat. So the food trucks this year: barbecue truck, um, a coffee central truck, and yeah, a so we, yeah. Go on, you tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we have. <laughs> well, let's get to the good stuff first. Right. The food. So. That's that. We have a uh, barbecue. Uh, like I said, their Coffee Central is coming out. Uh, we have um, a, a photo booth coming out that they're they're able to. It's a, all free. You know, they're able to do photo booths on that. Um, we have uh, the the typical fair food truck coming out, so everybody can get their corn dogs and funnel cakes. We have. Uh, Mississippi uh, sweets and lemonade. They're coming out, and they have. Uh, Girl, let me tell you about these donuts. Mm. I love donuts. Oh, I like the way you said that. (laughs) Dessert donuts. And so we have several of those coming out. We have uh, Southern Roofing of Mississippi comes out and uh, sets up a big area. Um, B&L Heating and Air. Uh, It's the some of the larger companies that are local here in Mississippi come out and and show out for sure. We have... um, more of our more of our local smaller local businesses will come out too and uh, set up the book like Crawford Refrigeration. You don't hear much from them in the public, but we're, you know they, they're trying to get out there. So this is one of the things they come to 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 show people that hey, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they were big when we had tornadoes down here. Uh, they were big on helping people who lost power and. Uh, getting people's, you know, refrigeration needs taken care of so they didn't lose thousands of dollars of food. So everybody here is pretty community-minded, and that's that's what we love. Good so, way. Good it, way to get the community yeah, involved. Good way. Absolutely. Now, Debbie. Games. No, go ahead, baby. Oh, so we had some games going on. We had a cakewalk. Uh, I know that I've done cakewalks when I was little, but this generation now, we're like, what's a cakewalk? I know, I know right? When we... 
Yeah, yeah. You wanted to land on that number and get that cake. The so good cake. We have, yeah. We try to do some old school things too to let kids kind of see how great it was back, at, as my kids say, in the 1900s. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and Debbie, you know, with the cakewalk, it was always one or two cakes that nobody wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was always uh, like, yeah. God no. <laughs> That's the flicking looking chocolate That's cake. <laughs> You're so like, silly. I hope I don't get picked for that one. I hope I don't get picked. Right, right. Yeah. You're right. But we have the community donates those as well. So mm-hmm. they, um they bake them and bring them in and they have two drop off spots and they'll drop them off up until seven PM tonight and then we have somebody that goes in and picks them up and Good brings stuff. them to there. So Good stuff. Debbie, let our listeners know where they can get more information about the third year 2022 Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation Annual Truck or Treat. Absolutely. So they can find us on Facebook. It's under Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation. Uh, the banner at the top has an eagle. They can find us there. That's where all our events are posted. They can also find us online at www.mississippi.com. M-I-S-S-WildlifeRehab.org. Uh, we have things there as well. Facebook is our primary primary uh, source for the community. And uh, we also have a TikTok account now, so you want to see some pretty okay. right. fun videos, you get out. Yeah, find us on TikTok for MS Wildlife Rehab. Make sure you all do that. Debbie Crum, thank you so much for joining us today here on Next Stop Mississippi to tell us more about the 2022 Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation Annual Trunk or Treat in Coldwater, Mississippi, tomorrow, Saturday, October 29th, 3 until 6 p.m. Um, I'm not going to say the campgrounds again because I know I'm going to chop it up. But Come on now. Arca Butler. <laughs> Arca Butler. Arca that's Butler. it. There you go. You got it. Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> Thanks again. All right. Thank you, y'all. Have a good time. You now. too. Good to see you there. You too. And I am just glad that, you know, we, we, we're, we're hitting on Halloween events that really do make a difference in the yes, community. Yes. So that, that Mississippi Wildlife Rehabilitation um, Trunk or Treat was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that is so good that we're actually having events on that make a difference during this Halloween Definitely. weekend. So right. Speaking of some of those events, we're going to go around to some of the events in your neck of the woods. Hattiesburg's African-American Military History Museum's Boozium, a night in Wakanda, is promising spooktacular fun. And, you know... Uh, the movie is going to be coming out soon. It so is. they're playing this into the whole Halloween theme. But bu- uh, bu- Boo, <laughs> I can't get it out. Museum at the Museum will be back in full force this year at the African American Military History Museum. They're happy to bring it back. Um, and this night, and this theme is A Night in Wakanda. And the museum will once again come to life with guests, as guests will be amazed and entertained for this night of spooktacular fun. This This is going to be happening tonight, Friday, October 28th, 6 until 8 p.m. at the African-American Military History Museum on 305 East 6th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So if you um, want more information about this, make sure you visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. And in with us now, though, to discuss the fifth annual Trunk or Treat on Summit Street in McClellan. Cone, Mississippi, October 29th from 4 until 7 p.m. is event organizer Cody. Cody, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. 
Good morning. Thank you all for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and, and letting us know about what you got going on on Summit Street. I love the name of it. It's got a very, um, uh, a very Dr. Seuss vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what, that is exactly what I wanted to do. When I, I thought it felt fun because it almost rhymes. Yeah, but it doesn't. But it kind of jumps around. So, I, I, yeah, you're right, <laughs> right, right. Now, Cody, tell me all about you and how you became involved with putting on this trunk or treat on Summit Street. Well, I've been involved in the community since I was since I was young um, and was uh, volunteering and things like that, even in school. So once I became in a position to be able to, you know, organize something on my own. I moved, I was in Jackson for 15 years working in um, advocacy for the American Civil Liberties Union. Then I moved back to Macomb and I wanted to continue my efforts in the community and the trunk or treat was born. Right. That's good stuff. I love it. And I love the fact that you were like, listen, I got to come back to my community. Tell me about the community of Macomb. And I love saying this, the historical Afro town. Tell me a little bit about it. (laughs) Right. Um, A lot of people don't know the history of Macomb, but it is rich in history during the civil rights movement. Um, It's the home of the Bergen High School walkout, the first walkout for voter registration rights. Um, Ms. Brenda Travis led that. And I know her personally. I call her auntie. You know, um, mm-hmm. but it was a bombing capital of the world in the 60s because mm-hmm. of so many bombs of black businesses and black churches and even businesses that hosted black people. So it, it just to be able to I've never been able to leave Mississippi. I don't know if it's, I'm rooted here or if I'm supposed to do something here. You know, you never know. But I've always had a longing to be at home. Uh, even when I leave for a short while, I, I miss home. So just going back to my hometown and being able to host this event has been a um, it's been a privilege because you know uh, as, as a lot of people say I love the kids you know <laughs> and I do I love the fact that you're so deep into the history of where you're from mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you give back in that way too so that's really good stuff so let's talk about the trunk or treat block party I mean tell me how big this is and how many years have you all been doing it. So this is our fifth year putting on the um, event. It would be in its seventh year, but we did have a pause during COVID uh, because of uh, we didn't, you know, COVID was so random. We didn't know how to treat it or anything like that, especially bringing 100 kids into a block on the street. Right. Right. So um, we paused a couple of years, but I think it was 2016 was the first one. We uh, went out and we went to community partners and we're like, hey, we want to do this trunk or treat thing, you know, um, you we have a we have a problem with trunks though. You know, people don't set up trunks; they make tables. So I've been pushing like I've been pushing like a trunk or treat. You got to open the trunk of the car, right? And decorate that and give out candy. But either way it goes, I tell people just show up. You know, show up with candy because the kids are coming. You know, um, what I did was this year I went back to some of the people who started it with me. Uh, seven years ago and I was like hey it's time to bring it back um, this one is in memory of uh, Miss Fern Crosley you may know her um, she was a host what she called the hostess with the mostest mm-hmm. um, down here at WAZA and she really helped me push it and get the word out from the beginning and she passed earlier this year and mm-hmm. I said 
look, this year we are we're, we're bringing back the trunk or treat. It was her favorite. She all year, whenever I went on the radio station, no matter if it was January or July, she was like, "So what's going on with the trunk or treat?" You know. Oh. So, um, this year, I said we're definitely going to be bringing that back to the community. Right now, Cody, y'all did y'all put out like a. Um, you know, a rule book of candy not to bring. You know, kettle corn. Let's let's put that at Don't the top. Let's just stop for a second. I thought you were going to go to candy corn. Candy corn. No, and candy Don't, corn. Don't touch candy corn today. Hey, we're I touching could. it. Candy corn, Twizzlers, <laughs> black candy, licorice, candy the strawberry little candy things that your grandma have on the table oh, in the no. in the glass thing that I'm stays sorry, there I for five years. <laughs> okay. Man, I need I need you to stop acting like. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My parents aren't going to eat those. <laughs> <laughs> this is a community thing. We're going to bring all the candy because somebody is going to eat that. Ain't uh, nobody eating licorice, okay? Not black licorice. Not, not black, black licorice. licorice. You're right. <laughs> we all agree on one candy. <laughs> I think black licorice is the only banned candy that is available, that uh, is out there at the Trunk of Trunk. Black licorice, I'll probably be like, you don't really love these You don't kids. love these kids. You don't love these kids. <laughs> don't come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know I why you let Kamel take you down this road, Cody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'd rather you give them the, you know, the, the dirty socks and fart taste and jelly beans. Oh. Because we can laugh at that. But this is just like punishment, you know. It's like, it is. It is. Well, Cody, I want to I want to one say I'm I'm glad you're doing this in 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 memory of Miss Fern Crossley. And then two, I want you to also know the problem with people putting and decorating their trunk is they got their spare tire and <laughs> their right. their subwoofer you have, you back to, there. You yeah. have to incorporate that into the the, the, the design. You know, <laughs> right. use that tire and hang something on it. Hang a skeleton on it, and it's done. Right, <laughs> right. Let well, the bass from the speakers shake right, the skeleton. Right, right, right. I love it. Let's talk about some of the small businesses and the entertainers that you may have all um, that you may have for this trunk or treat this year. Okay, so this year we do have uh, some. We have Munchies. We're, we've collaborated. Um, you all may have heard of Munchies in Macomb. Um, it's it's a family business owned by my cousin, and they have uh, been serving, you know, Louisiana and South Mississippi, and been going around in the truck, and they take all this good food around. And um, her son, who owns Yes Lord Seafood, they're going to be set up out there. Um, giving food and candy away. We collaborated. They had an event on Locust Street on Monday, but what we did was move their event to Saturday with the Trunk or Treat. So we're going to collaborate both efforts and bring more on Saturday because a lot of stuff is going on on Halloween night from churches to other organizations. So we said, we're going to take it back to Afrotown and we're going to bring the Trunk or Treat and we're going we're to hit it um, together. We're going to have, um, we have Bliss Wellness, which is our local wellness and yoga spot, you know, massaging yoga. We have the Morning Rail, which is a brunch spot down there. We're going to have uh, the Eastern Star said they're going to come out and put out a table uh, on Lodge 33 down here. Um, Pike School of Art comes each year. We have it, and uh, I'd like to really thank them for coming through every year. We've had um, tons of donations from people, uh, Mo Unlimited. We've had, we even had a, a donation in uh, in memory of 
Dustin Childs, who was known to love Halloween with his grandmother. So it was they they dedicated us a donation for his him and his grandmother. Um, we'll have sweet TNT sweets. Um, we'll have. Uh, we have all kinds of candy vendors and sweets vendors coming out. So the community is definitely going to be there. Uh, we're going to have the Everyday People's Band. Uh, Swayway, DJ Swayway started it out with me. I don't know if she's going to be across the street or up the street because it kind of goes in the L because we're collaborating with a organization um, that started a community garden in, in down there. Um, in the projects, so they have a community garden there, and kids go there, and it's just a place that where where the community comes together and, and does a lot of organizing and giving. Uh, they're going to have a hallelujah night at the same time, so we're running all three of these events on the same corner. It's Summit Street in St. Augustine. We're running all three of these events at the same time so that the kids will be able to, you know, experience all three levels of, of, of the event. Jermaine, I love how she said, yeah, you know, it's a family business. It's my cousin. And then, <laughs> and then said, and his brother got a business. This, this is your family. I love it. I love it. That's, love how, it. You, that's how you put that's the community right. on. That's when the community you, is your family. That's right. That's how you put them on. That is right. exactly we 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 push that you know right we, we definitely all of us support local businesses all year round we're doing things anything we can do even if it's as minor as a share on on our social media pages we're all trying to make sure that we all make it because it's enough mm-hmm. no, that's right. right good stuff cody tell our listeners a little bit more about how they can get more information about the trunk or treat on summit street in the historical afro town this saturday october Afro-town. 29th Okay, definitely. I'm, I'm sure Trunk or Treat on Summer Street is Googleable by now. But de- <laughs> you, can go, you can go on Eventbrite and look up the Trunk or Treat on Summer Street. You can go. We have a Facebook event set up with information on it. Um, there's two. I think one will start by uh, Eventbrite possibly. Well, one says the fifth annual Trunk or Treat on Summer Street, and one says the Trunk or Treat on Summer Street. So you, you can just look that up, and it'll pop right up, and we will be there uh, to answer the questions if you send in a message or if you give us a call, I think the number is on there as well. Right. Make sure you all do that. That's Trunk or Treat mm-hmm. on Summit Street um, in the historical Afro town of Macomb, Mississippi. That'll be Saturday, October 29th, 4 p.m. until 7 p.m. Games in the street for all ages, candy, food vendors, tents, mm-hmm. grills, chairs, tables, and other things are welcome inside the barricades. And Cody, I thank you so much for joining us today here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for coming in. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with traveling partners Jay White and Kamel King. And in with us now is Clint Hickman, event chair with the 2022 Bank Plus Red Beans and Rice Mm -mm. Mm, Festival, mm, mm. (laughs) benefiting Stew Pot in Jackson. That'll be happening tomorrow, October 29th, 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the Mississippi Museum of Art, no, we do not have any red beans and rice with us right now in the studio. Which is a shame. <laughs> and uh, I thought you were bringing party favors. Uh, well, the beans are soaking right now, so they're not quite ready yet. <laughs> that's how you make. That was good. Th- but that's how you make good red beans oh, and yeah. rice. So I was talking with my mom yesterday because I knew Clint was coming on and I was trying to, you know, get her up to speed on Clint and I being um, high school alum from 2001 Northwest Rankin class. Okay, then. And then we started started talking about red beans and rice and I was like I don't want my beans looking like beans on top of my rice it needs to kind of have a stew look to it 
Ah. And that comes from you. making sure you soak, soak them. Mm-hmm. Soak your beans. Because they're tender at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Kamel, tell me about your love before we start talking to Clint of red beans and rice. Oh, because I love me it. and you re- rarely come together on one plate of food. We, we do, but this one we got because I love it. My dad is from Louisiana, so we were raised on that. And I tell you, Red beans and rice. Ooh, my mama can. Oh my God, that's a, that's a fall staple. Yes, yeah, yes. I gotta have it. I love the different ways people make it. I love to test it at different restaurants. The sausages and all of that stuff. What? Yeah, it is, it's wild. Oh, so okay, cornbread. You said your daddy was from New Orleans, right? Baton, Baton Rouge. Okay, close enough. So right. does he? <laughs> I love how you did that. You shut it down. (laughs) Close enough. Um, So does he put like a a little kick of spice in it or anything? (laughs) He don't put nothing in it. My mom does it. Oh, she does the the seasoning of it. I think he taught her and then, you know, he stepped aside. So is it a little spicy? Yeah, it's a little spicy. Yeah, it's a little spicy. Well, I want your your mama's. Oh, she throw down. Ah. She throws down. Well, before we can get to her red beans Clint rice. Hickman. <laughs> Look, we need to bring her out tomorrow. I'm telling you, she'll <laughs> mow it down. Before we get into, I'm, I'm, I'm salivating. I'm telling you, it's Her red beans so and rice. Good. We're going to the Bank Plus Red Beans and Rice Festival benefiting Stew Pot with event chair Clint Hitman. Clint, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having us this morning. I just thank you for being here. Now, tell me a little bit about how long you've been involved with this event and helping to put this on. Um, I've only been involved with this event for about a year, um, but I've been affiliated with StewPot for a little over two years. Um, I um, During the pandemic, they were having trouble. Um, you know, StewPot has a, um, a food kitchen where people can come eat right. and um, are, are deserving um, friends in the community. And um, during the um, pandemic, they were having trouble um, finding people that would volunteer to come serve just because you're going to be in contact with so many people. Right. So a couple of my friends and I started serving every Sunday. And um, Stew Pot, I don't know if you've ever been there. You walk in the doors and it draws you in. And, yeah. and um, you, you can't leave the place. So Aww. through that, I got more and more involved and then um, got affiliated with this um, the Bank Plus Red Beans and right, Rice Festival. Right. Good way to give back. Yeah. I mean, I could tell the passion in, you know, having to jump on something like that after you volunteered. You just can't turn away right. after oh, yeah, that. Yeah. You just cannot turn away. And, and of course he would with a name like Clint Hickman. <laughs> I mean, that's a powerful name, buddy. You're meant to get out in the community and do some righteous stuff. It is. And if you knew his family, they're all that way. They yeah. all get out to the community and do righteous stuff. So right. that Hickman name really does go a long way. Tell us this year about the Bank Plus Red Beans and Rice Festival and what attendees can look forward to. Oh, we have got some great stuff going on. Uh, first, uh, just to describe the event, it is a competition-style event. We have um, 20 teams from throughout the community. Um, we've got churches, mm. we've got schools, law firms, banks, and um, restaurants that participate. And um, everyone, um, the event doesn't start till 11, but our teams get out there as early as 5 a.m. to start working on their beans. And so they all just get to network and have a good time before the event actually starts. Right. Um, so then throughout the day, um, once we open the gates, we have um, everyone gets to taste as many beans as they want to. Um, you vote for um, the best recipe by putting a ticket in the box of, of which one you like the best. And then we also have um, three bands that will be performing. Um, I'll mention those in a little bit. Uh, we've got two food trucks. In case you don't like red beans and rice, we've got you covered there. <laughs> who, who, would the, who would that be? 
<laughs> well, the, um, uh, we've got some folks on our committee that may or may not like red beans and rice, but right. they're dedicated to the event anyway. We've also got a full bar, which is you know very important to the uh, success of an event. Hello. Um, we've got a children, children's area, and um, we've got an art auction where... Um, the uh, the people that Stewpot serves, um, we've been bringing them in and um, allowing them to create some beautiful art pieces, and uh, we'll have gosh, probably over fifty art pieces that are up for auction. Right. We'll have some that'll go as low as five or ten dollars, and we've got some bigger um, pieces that'll go for over a hundred. Right. I love how you mentioned the full bar than the kids area. Oh yeah, yeah. that was perfect. <laughs> Parents, if you've got there's to, somewhere for your kids to, to go while you enjoy your your beans and spirits. Right, right. That's good stuff. Hey, Clint, tell me about what the winner gets as a prize if they win this mm-hmm. competition? Uh, this event has been going on for, gosh, probably 15, 20 years. I don't know the exact date. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a lot of the same teams compete every year. So the, the biggest prize is bragging rights. Okay. Um, and then, uh, but there are two different prizes. Um, we um, we want to make sure it's fair. So our community teams, we're not going to put them in the same category as restaurants. Um, you know, Restaurants have a little more expertise than some of our uh, folks that are cooking for the community teams. Yeah, yeah. So we have two different awards. And for the restaurants, we have a blind tasting committee where we'll have three judges and they do a blind taste test and they select the best one. Okay. And so, you know, all our restaurants in town are wonderful, but you got some bragging rights there right. as well. And then our community teams, um, it is voted on um, by the people that are at the event. So, yeah. like I mentioned earlier, you'll place a ticket in each uh, in the box of the one you like the best, and at the end, we tally it up, and that team is the big winner. Right now, is what are the rules as far as prep is concerned? Can people do as much prep as they want at home, or they got to start at ground zero other than soaking on the spot? Like, how does that go? They can. Um, start soaking their beans before they come, but that is it. We want everything prepared on site. Wow. So um, I, I mentioned earlier, teams will start getting there as early as 5 o'clock in the morning. And so we uh, give them plenty of time to get their recipes going before we start um, and kick off at 11 o'clock. No Got cheating. You. All you get to do is soak <laughs> your beans before you come. <laughs> no cheating. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, Clint, let's talk about the bands that you mentioned. Um, who who can everybody look forward to enjoying? We've got some locally recognized names that uh, many of you will uh, recognize. We've got John Causey. He'll kick off the event. And then um, followed by John, we have Chris Gill and the Soul Shakers. Chris Gill. And, uh, which uh, he's always a great time. I don't yeah. know if you've been to an uh, event with, with his band before. Oh, yeah. And then we have our headliner, which we are super, super excited about. He is uh, a blues musician um, by the name of Buffalo Nichols. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He is a Wisconsin native, but I believe he lives in Austin now. Um, he just got done playing at Austin City Limits. Um, he is uh, super popular in the blues world, and he's um, even been written about and featured by Rolling Stone. So we are uh, we are elated that he's able to come join us. Good stuff. So yeah. there's going to be some good eats, some good music, some good drinks, and then you're also tying in a little bit of Halloween with a Halloween costume competition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we're encouraging everyone, adults and kids, to come in costume. Um, but we just have a con- con- uh, excuse me no, a can. costume contest for the children. Yeah. So we will have two winners there, and uh, the best costumes among the children will win some free tickets to the Mississippi Children's Museum. Right. So if you're a big kid, this ain't for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're the kid that shows up with a pillowcase at people's houses trick-or-treating, right. this one's not for you. Oh, this one's not for you. Nah, That's old-school trick-or-treating. That old <laughs> That's old-school trick-or-treating. Or if you, you know, old-school, too, if you went and you got you a Happy Meal and they gave you that bucket. 
Oh man, you're right. <laughs> you take that yes, bucket that out bucket with you. <laughs> hey, you know they brought uh, McDonald's has brought the buckets back. They're they're back from. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the bucket. Yeah, they probably cost thirty seven fifty. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Inflation and still right. hungry when you're done with it. Exactly. Right. Inflation. Now, Clint, talk a little bit about the benefit that this all has to the stew pot um, organization and to the community. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, you know, I, I shared a little bit of my love for stew pot earlier. Um, in our conversation, but uh, just a little bit about what StuPot does. If some of the listeners aren't aware, mm-hmm. um, StuPot started as a just a small soup kitchen back in 1981. Um, over the years, it has grown to a, a multi-service community organization. Yes, um, your donations and your support of events like these um, allow 13 different services to be offered by StuPot. Some of those include after-school programs for kids and teens mm-hmm. that may not be getting time spent with them. Um, you know, at at home where they can. Um, come and get some some extra help. Mm-hmm. Um, we have emergency shelters for men and women um, during wow. cold weather, extreme temperatures, yes. bad weather. Uh, we have a daily kitchen uh, where um, our, our friends that may be living on the streets um, can come in and get a warm meal and, uh, and, yes. and, and feel like a human being for a little while. Um, also have a food pantry where anyone that may be um, experiencing difficulties getting food for their family can walk in and um, get food. We have a rapid housing assistance program, um, street outreach, and and that's just to name a few. Right. So uh, whether you donate a dollar or you know give us ten thousand dollars donation, it all goes to this great cause. Right. And Clint, like you said, you you uh, started you know dealing. You and your friends started volunteering at Stewpot, and uh, how it drew you in. What do you think is so um, you know? What do you think brings people in like Stew? Because Stewpot has made an impact that I think has been monumental throughout its years in existence. Right. What What is most powerful to me about StuPot is you get to see the support that you give it put into immediate action. Mm. So tomorrow we are going to raise, hopefully $50,000 is our goal tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, but, so we raise $50,000 tomorrow. You can go there Sunday morning and see that money being put to use. I know that's right. You get to see a warm plate put in front of somebody that, you know, may have hit some hard times. And, you know, it, it just makes their day. So uh, I just love the uh, immediate impact that you get to put your hands on um, that this organization does. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Talk about the, the partnership with Mississippi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Mississippi Museum of Art um, and how important they are to an event like this. Yeah, we're, we're super excited about that. The event has kind of um, floated around the last couple of years before the pandemic. And um, we really wanted to find a home for the event where we could um, identify with and, um, and have it at that location every year. And so we settled on the um, – I don't say settled. That sounds horrible. We, uh, we, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we, we, we wanted to have it at no. the <laughs> – we wanted to have it at the art museum um, um, for two reasons. One, it's a beautiful venue. I'm sure you all have yes. been before. But two, um, this event is primarily an outside event. So they have the wonderful green space outside, and we have the option to close the street off if we need to expand space. Right. But as you know, we are looking at um, some inclement weather um, tomorrow in the forecast. So what the venue also offers us is – covered areas outside where we can put the teams under the covered areas and um, bring the bands and some of the other um, um, f- uh, activities within the festival inside. So okay. um, that's what we're excited about. The event will go on just as planned, and every everyone will be dry. Everyone will be inside or covered. So Good, Good. For more information, where can they go, Clint? Uh, you can go to redbeansandrice.org to purchase tickets. If you'd like to make a donation and cannot attend, um, you can look us up on Venmo RBR Fest. 
Make sure you all do that. Again, this was Clint Hickman, event chair with the Bank Plus Red Beans and Rice Festival benefiting Stew Pot. That'll be tomorrow, Saturday, October 29th, 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson, Mississippi. And Clint, thank you so much for joining us today yes. here on Next Stop right, thank Mississippi. Thank you all. Thank you so much. And shout out to Northwest Rankin High School yes, ma'am. in uh, Brandon, Mississippi. Cause I was about to say, where is that? Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot, Kamel. <laughs> well, we have come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us and thank today's guest, Debbie Crum, Cody, and Clint Hickman. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state, they're all right there on our events calendar. Visit that at mpbonline.org. Click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, upload it directly to that calendar or email it to events at mpb online.org. I take all of those. <laughs> Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio for Kamel King, my right-hand man. Boom. And Jay White, my left-hand man. I'm Jermaine Boom. Flood. And join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thank you.